0: Also, please take a moment to rate our podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes. It will help others find the podcast. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grow up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting to attend, go to adultchildren.org and click on Meetings. This week, we're hearing from our friend Sebastian speaking about the inner loving parent. Please enjoy.
1: Hey, I'm Sebastian. Um, I um, thank you for asking me to speak uh, minutes ago. So uh, I had a lot of time to uh, not be prepared, which is good, um, because I wasn't thinking too much about it. um, And I just went with the thing that's been most relevant for me, which is the solution, which is to become a loving parent. Um, So I'm going to kind of jump around just a little bit. Um, It's in Chapter 8 on page 295. Um, Becoming our own loving parent means that many of us come to believe that our higher power is our actual parent. Our biological parents were the couple needed to bring us into the world. The birth parents passed on the disease of family dysfunction that affects us in in our lives today. Our higher power is the parent who gives us unconditional love and the way out of confusion and self-abuse. Uh, <clears throat> many adult I'm skipping a little. Many adult children can be lukewarm to the notion of a loving parent who lives inside of them and who is thoughtful and affirming. They can more easily identify with a critical parent who's harsh or who produces consistent self-doubt from within. Many of us can accept the idea of an inner critical parent but balk at the notion of a loving one. Parenting, again, I'm skipping. Parenting ourselves as children and reparenting ourselves as adults has important distinctions. We're alone as children, and we're forced to grow up too soon. We are not alone as we reparent ourselves in ACA. Through recovery, we use reparenting to connect with ourselves and others in a healthy manner. Reparenting also gives us a chance to reclaim our childhood years in a more supportive light. We can use reparenting to salvage our displaced childhood years. We can reclaim and restage those childhood years. We do not fictionalize our childhood, but we take the time to see how vulnerable, courageous and loving we were as children. We can give ourselves the care we gave others. This is how we go forward in life by knowing where we came from and how we survived to get here." Um, there's so many great things in this chapter um, that I'm not. Um, there's actually one more that I'm kind of losing. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to sort of elaborate on this. I mean, um, I mean, first of all, like uh, the idea of a loving parent was super foreign to me. Like when I, I mean, it still is. Like it still feels distant. Uh, whereas the inner critical parent or whatever the critic is like what I am it actually like is like the compass for me. I, I, I get confused when i don 't have that, mm. and uh, you know I, I, I live in reaction to that, and it 's either me rebelling against it or completely surrendering to it, but it 's always in this dialogue with this inner critic. Um, and when I was when I was a teenager, it was all about rebelling against it and sort of negating it. But as a result of it, also negating myself and being very self-destructive. And later, when I try to get my things, you know, get my life together and joined, joined AA, got off methadone, got clean, the inner critical parent became like the you know like something that would save me, and maybe it did. But it was like a very militant voice, and it was all about the wrongs that the, my my character defects, how I was always in the wrong. My first, in, you know, my intuition was wrong. My impulses were wrong, and I had to always correct them. And um, and uh, and then I eventually I ran out of road. You know, like in 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 AA, like I just mm-hmm. got I hit a place where I was just like I don't know where else to go. You know, it's just like I'm. Uh, you know, I literally ended up on the floor in a fetal position. Like it just this event happened that resolved itself like you know I mean I I forget that it even happened in it and that was the thing that brought me to ACA but um I have a business and I'm a filmmaker and Department of Labor was going to penalize me severely for you know I was going to get wiped out basically with these penalties for things that I actually did for myself they were like personal projects actually but because I hired people uh, they, they thought they all should be viewed as employees and it would have just wiped me out. But then I just, you know, got resolved. And, um, but it brought me here. So it was like this amazing gift, um, this, this event. And and I think if it happened today with all of the kind of reparenting that I had engaged myself in, I think it, I think it would be different, you know? Like, I think I would just have this kind of inner voice that would also prop me up. But because because of this event and and i'm kind of the reason i'm bringing this up because it's like authority figures uh institutions my father who told me that i would like that i should never for a second engage in any creativity like he actively pursued like knocking that out of me Mm -hmm. um and 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 then my mother telling me that i would perish without her you know so it's like you have to stay really close and be like a lap dog and, uh, and she used me as a shield against the violence that was at my house. And I literally slept with my mom in the same bed to, like, to, to, like I won the Oedipal, you know, fight. You know, my father was, like, in the kitchen uh, in, on a cot. Like, I grew up in Poland in a small apartment. So, in any event, um, when this event happened, it was, like, all of those, like, the, the, the sort of this, like, masculine male sort of... Uh, authoritarian, bunch of dudes, bureaucrats, like, you know, they all just came down and punished me for being an artist. And I just ended up on the floor, like, literally mm-hmm. just couldn't move. I was like, I'm fucked, you know? And um, and then, you know, coming here and just totally surrendering to this and and kind of cultivating this kind of, like, I mean, recognizing that, there, that I'm a child, actually, right, like, that was such a reaction of not a 40, like, whatever, not a typical 42-year-old's reaction to end up on the, on the floor in a fetal position, so there was some, like, there was some other, there was some other part of me that was still living and, 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 and around that had not, you know, matured or whatever, like, and, um, so coming here was like that was the first thing. It's like acknowledging that I'm, I have this like inner child, uh, which I still struggle calling by name. You know, I still like have a hard time calling myself an adult child. Uh, and, which I really love about this program is that you don't have to say that you are anything other than your name. I really love that. Um, and then you know, then when I was with this inner child, then it was like the kid was just unruly. You know, suddenly it's like oh, let's do like whatever and um, and then the idea of like the, the loving parent or inner loving parent had to emerge. And, and, um, and what I did for a long time, even in AA and NA recovery, was that I did sort of come up with an idea of a higher power that worked for me and it was something that I could turn to. And anytime I felt too scared or something, I could just be like, please take it away you know and all this. And then, um, funny thing, um, last year in ACA, I was working on this project that was riddled with all these problems. It was, like, a high-stakes sort of big thing, and, and, um, and it was, like, falling apart, and then I would, like, pray to that God, and it would kind of get better. And then, it, and then and it was, like, it was just, like, verging all the time. And then it, like, worked out. And I was, like, oh, yes, this is, like, there is a God, right? Like, there is a God. This project totally worked out. It didn't ha- you know, it wasn't supposed to. And then it completely fell apart. And then I was like, okay, so this God that I have is no good. Like, it's just, this God is just not good enough. Just, I can't believe in this. I can't believe in the same God that I believed in as a child. Mm-hmm. This kind of magical God, you know, magical, you know, solving all problems. And I was left literally with like, there's only me and the loving parent, the inner loving parent. and. Uh, and I started to kind of engage with the. I mean, this is for me. I mean, that's like that's the beauty of it. Like we all kind of come up with our own thing. But for me, the inner loving parent had slowly become my higher power. And it was, and and I wake up in the morning because it was like, okay, like shit will happen. Things will, you know, nothing's guaranteed to work out. Nothing's necessarily always solvable. I mean, you know, like look at the world we're in right this second. You know, like. But I can make my inner child, my little, you know, my inner child wash his hands, and like, you know, blah blah blah. Like I can do all those other things uh, because my inner child wants to be wants to just like burn it all down. This is the. In fact, it's funny how like anytime there's a crisis, yep. I get really like calm, and I'm like. Oh, I know how to do this.
0: Like, this is great.
1: You know? Like, we're all going to die? Amazing. You know? Like, let's do it, you know? It's calming to me. But if it's a world that, like, is, is sort of open and, and there's lots of possibilities. I mean, this is like a quintessential thing that children suffer from, right? Like, kids need discipline, actually. I mean, not being hit, but they need parameters because the world is just too anxiety-provoking, for, some, for a child who doesn't know where it all ends and begins. So, um, thank you. And so, um, so like, you know, when, when I'm, like, filled with possibilities, my life is looking like it could go anywhere, like, I really get freaked out, you know? Like, especially if it's, like, oh, things could be really good. I'm, like, really? You know, like, I don't trust it, you know? So, anyway, this inner loving parent, what I do with now is every morning when I wake up, I kind of almost like scan myself because I do inevitably wake up with anxiety. Sometimes it's like physical pain. Like I, it's not physical, like physical, but it's like, I feel these pockets of pain in me, these psychic pain kind of stuff. And I scan and it's like my inner, like, so first it's that, which I, you know, whatever it is, it's like, maybe it's the inner child that's been hurt, whatever. But then I have to awaken my inner loving parent and the inner loving parent goes, it's going to be okay. Where, where does it hurt? What, what's the fear? Where, where, okay, it's totally fine. You can be afraid. Like, what are you afraid? Like, this compassion that I've never experienced from other people. And not because they were mean, actually. I talked to my mother today. It was, it's her birthday, 70, 78 years old, in Poland. You know, and I listened to her and all this. I was like, she was like, I mean, they were just product of a whole different thing, you know? Um, but what i can do is i can actually just first allow myself to be all that afraid scared an- anxious um and then kind of engage with like okay where is it where you know like really kind of test it out like where is it coming from you know like what is it about and and most of the time when i as soon as i ask that it just goes away because it, it the kid doesn't even know it just the kid just needs to be comforted mm-hmm. like It's okay, it's gonna be okay, I'm here. Like, you know, I'm gonna take care of it, I'm gonna take care of all that stuff, like, you know. um, So it's, I mean, it's so weird to talk about these things like this, but, you know, it is like this this kind of, like, um, thing. And then one last thing I would say is, um, uh, about that is, um, gosh, I forgot this other thing, but this other idea came to mind, which is, whenever we are, like, experiencing trauma, right, um, in, the, in the real moment, it's sort of like it's really the inner child that's freaking out. And so, so in a sense, it's like, okay, maybe this is an overreaction to what's happening right now, but it is very real for the inner child. So my job is to sort of as a loving parent to say like, okay, well, this doesn't warrant like burning down the building, even though the inner child wants to do that. But I understand that it would feel that way to you, whoever you are, you know, seven, eight, whatever years old. Um, and so it's really kind of important to engage on both of these sort of fronts. And, uh, and I have to say that I'm beginning to feel u- sort of unified. And, um, and, and, and I, I mean, this is just, ba- I'm barely starting this out. So like, you know, I've only done this for, you know, a very short amount of time. And, um, and I can really do this with you guys. Like I feel really encouraged here. And, uh, like, no one's like, you know, even though usually I go into a meeting, it's like, they all want me out of the meeting. Like, that's the first thought comes. So like, they want to eject me from a meeting. No one wants to hear a word I have to say. Those are the kind of things. And then, um, and then you know, of course, we all, I mean, some of us probably feel the same way. So, anyway, uh, thanks so much.
0: Thank you. <laughs>